Good morning and welcome to the SITREP for today, which is the 18th of August 2022. Uh, if you haven't joined me for a SITREP before, this is the situation report. Uh, essentially, what the fuck is going on with the world right now? Um, now, it's where I pour over news stories from the past 24 hours and have a look at them from the perspective of being more prepared for the uncertain future that we face at the moment. Yesterday, I recorded uh, all this sort of stuff. So it went up on YouTube, it went up on Instagram. I did record the audio. However, I couldn't save the audio for some reason. And so thus, you didn't get a podcast. So if you're listening to this one on the podcast, uh, you may have missed out on the 17th. I could re-record it off the YouTube one, but the sound quality would be terrible. So I'm probably not going to do that. Go watch it on YouTube or Instagram if you really want to find out what you missed out on yesterday because there's some interesting stuff there. All right. All right. What's happening today in the world? As always, we'll start in our neck of the woods. Um, nothing really too exciting happened in the Pacific region. So I'll jump to Southeast Asia because something very exciting happened in Thailand overnight with a multiple bombing and arson attacks that have rocked Thailand south. So explosions and fires ripped through at least 17 locations in southern Thailand on Wednesday. Uh, what appeared to be multiple coordinated attacks, which is pretty interesting for anyone who um, likes to study terrorism or anything like that. Like two or three coordinated attacks is a pretty big deal. 17 coordinated attacks is unbelievable. Uh, but this is not unheard of in, in Thailand, especially in southern Thailand. There's a number of uh, factions down there, a number of terrorist organizations that have been causing havoc of late. As of yet, though, no one has claimed uh, responsibility for this. So the bombings and arsons attacks happened after midnight and they were targeting things like gas stations, convenience stores and the like. Um, but yeah, no one's put their hand up and said that was, that was me. Just very interesting. But again, as a reminder for all of us that I believe we are moving into a more violent era across the world at the moment. I mean, we, we're still in a very, very peaceful time in history on the whole, but what we're doing, what we're seeing now is an increase in violence, and I think we'll, we'll see that increase across the world. A uh, reminder, a daily reminder for us to keep our eyes open when we're out there, keep situational awareness whenever we're in public spaces, and don't assume that because we've been in a place that has been peaceful, that it will be peaceful continuing on, no matter where you live. Uh, that's extant for everyone. But... Tough times there in Thailand. Let's talk about China now. A little bit of news coming out of China. Uh, I'm going to jump on the back of what I was talking about yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before where I was talking about things like the birth rate in China. Uh, so China's now come out and said that they might try and deter abortions in order to boost their birth rates as well. They're obviously staring down the barrel of uh, crashing, declining population. This particular story, which was coming from Russian propaganda RT News, um, which was quoting uh, statistics from the Chinese National Health Authority, 
said that the China's fertility rate, which last year apparently was at 1.16, which is crazy low. Remember, I was saying that the um, the refreshment rate or the uh, repopulation rate is 2.1 children per couple, uh, and it's at 1.16, so it's quite low. The OECD standard is 2.1. Um, what, what they're looking at now or what they're starting to say now is that possibly what's been happening is uh, this COVID, <laughs> zero COVID policy that China has might be disrupting fertility rates. Huh. Weird, right? When you arbitrarily lock a population en masse instantaneously up for weeks on end, apparently... Fertility rates go down. It's almost like you need people to interact and mingle for, for babies to occur. Weird. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Um, but they're looking at things like uh, taxation and insurance benefits as well to try and increase the uh, population or increase the fertility rate in their population. Uh, a number of Factories are shutting down. Over 5 million people are hit by power outages in China. Um, factories are shutting down, including the Toyota factory and the world's largest battery maker, which is uh, called Contemporary Amperex Technology Co. Uh, they've shut down in China because they can't power their factories. So they've just shut down. I'm sure like shutting down a major or the, the largest battery manufacturer in the world won't have an effect. Uh, especially not when we're thinking about green technologies as well. Mm, another blow to the green technology sector there. The world's largest battery battery maker. Hmm. Uh, and that's, that's just added to a growing list of companies that are shutting down factories in China uh, in this particular province, which is, which is the Sichuan, Sichuan province. Um, and they're saying it's a drought-induced power crisis. Not good. Not good. What's happening in there in China at the moment? Uh, what else is happening in China? We'll jump to Hong Kong. Hong Kong police to deploy opinion trackers <laughs> and opinion tracking technology to curb online misinformation. Hong Kong police will deploy technology to help stop rumors and misinformation about the force. The news was announced by Assistant Commissioner of Police Zhou Chan Tung, who is the head of the new public relations wing. Good stuff, hey? Good stuff. <sighs> Sliding into some sort of technology-based authoritarian dystopian future. Not really future, it's now. Um, so bad stuff happening there in Hong Kong. Obviously, Hong Kong... Uh, has had a lot of bad stuff happening there, but um, this is just adding to it, especially when we're thinking about their authoritarian forces, their police force versus individuals. You can't say what we don't want you to say. That's one way to... to I mean, this is the uh, head of new public relations. That's one way to increase public relations is just to get them to stop saying what you don't want them to stay, say. Everything's fixed. <laughs> All right, uh, let's jump over into Europe now. Um, 
So that Kosovo thing that I was talking about the other day, uh, NATO has come out and said NATO is ready to intervene if stability is threatened in Kosovo. So uh, maybe playing into Putin's hands there, <laughs> distracting NATO from what's happening in Ukraine or spreading their forces thin. Or this, uh, what I think could quite possibly happen, could be a, a very convenient excuse for NATO to pump up their forces, throw more money into NATO, get more forces, uh, more forces flowing around um, Europe. So I just noticed that the apparently the YouTube connection is unstable. Well, maybe I'm saying some things that YouTube doesn't want me to say again. Germany, shipping has been halted on the Rhine uh, after a distressed barge was blocking the waterway. So some amateur footage has come out of one of the barges that's been caught stuck on a sandbar. And so it was getting tugged out, getting pulled out, uh, pulled to the side so other ships could get past. But uh, this was what they were worried about. This is what they were warning about. And now it has happened. So shipping... Uh, for those who don't know, by the way, it seems like a real old school thing that shipping would happen via waterways, via rivers. But this is one of the main ways that Europe especially moves its goods around and Germany in particular. Without those waterways open and flowing and ships being able to use them, they're not going to be able to ship things effectively. Uh, what else is happening in Germany? I had another German story here. Where was it? Ah, here it is. Germans winter gas reserves to last only 2.5 months should Russia supplies cease. Coming out of Bloomberg. Um, with natural gas supplies set to last less than three months, even if reserves are filled in line with government targets, Germans could be facing a long, cold winter. And Germans know it. I think Germany is well aware of the crisis that they are facing at the moment. And uh, they're worried about it. That is at least from the Germans that I have been speaking to. Maybe some are not, but uh, they're looking at this and they're going, this is not a good good position to be in. And this is if, if Russia uh, starts pumping out 100%, like back up to a 100%, and if Germany hits its targets of refilling its reserves. But... Russia could turn those things off at any stage and uh, Germany might not hit those reserve levels. So let's see what happens there. Okay, let's jump over to the UK. UK has been feeling a lot of pain of late. Um, they've hit a 40-year high in their inflation. I think it just hit double figures, 10 point something um, percent in inflation. Uh, they're also seeing dwindling income so their income is going down, their, their cost of living is going up, everything's heading in the wrong directions. For your Brits over there, they're about to feel some pain, but there's more. There is more. Leaked document predicts crop failure rates of up to 50% across England as water companies resist calls to prioritize food production. Um, obviously, this drought has been called now in Europe and in UK in particular, and the water companies are not prioritizing their food production. Where are they sending it? I don't know. Probably to places that are paying them more money for it. But they're looking at uh, losses of food, especially within things like potato crops, 
of somewhere in the order of 10 to 50%. This also includes carrots, onions, sugar beet, apples, and hops. Milk production is also down nationally because of the lack of food for cows. And wildfires are putting large areas of farmland at risk. Not looking great for the food situation in the UK heading into autumn. Well, luckily, very sarcastically luckily, hackers have decided to attack UK water supply. Great. Uh, with 1.6 million customers amid drought, drought declaration, uh, they've been affected by hackers. So South Staff's water supplies, up to 33 million litres of water the UK consumers per day, but following the attack issued a statement confirming IT security disruption. Um, not looking great there. So right when they were down, right when they were hurting during the drought, during already um, problematic supply issues with water throughout Europe and the UK, hackers have decided to lay the boot in while they're laying there in the fetal position like, oh God, I'm so thirsty, oh God. And I imagine as they got kicked in the guts, dust just pours out. So thirsty. Uh, so not good things happening there in the UK. They are struggling over there and it doesn't look good for like the situation, the outlook for the UK and Europe doesn't look good heading into autumn and winter. Uh, let's hope that they can get some crops in the ground, autumn crops, and they can get some water over there as well. Pray for rain. All right, let's jump over to the US now and talk more about droughts. US mega drought, because um, having a drought's not good enough. US has to do everything bigger and better. So they're going to have a mega drought. Uh, no, it is, a, it is actually a mega drought. They've had a 22-year dry spell, which is uh, apparently the driest in 1,200 years. So obviously, they're not looking at written records there. They're, they're looking at geograph geographical studies. Um, but they're saying that... Uh, the region suffers its driest 22-year spell in 1,200 years, and they're looking at uh, putting a 30% limit on water usage from the Colorado River. The Colorado River feeds huge portions of U.S. agricultural and consumer needs, so this does not look good. Water levels at Lake Powell and Lake Mead, supplied by the river, uh, are critical for the generation of hydroelectricity. They're now dangerously low, according to officials. If they drop further, millions of people could face power cuts as well. Not looking good in this region of Western and Midwestern US. Um, I certainly have some very close friends over in this area, so feeling for them. Hopefully, they can get some rain over there too. Um, if you need some, right now it is pissing down where I live and freezing. I went for a walk to get a coffee and it was cold and freezing and I'm like oh, we deserve snow if it's going to be this cold and rain's going to be falling we deserve snow we're not getting it uh, all right also in the US less than 60% of the US corn crop is in good condition this is the worst crop in decades 
so the current rating ties with 2019 for the week's worst corn condition rating. Um, before that, it was 2012 that they had a bad crop. So again, these sorts of things, you know, what well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting up here and talking about this sort of stuff to to just scare the shit out of you for no reason. This should be the kind of motivation that we need to actually go, hey, we need to maybe not rely on this amorphous, mysterious system out there that magically makes food appear in our supermarkets. We actually need to actually put in effort and go and garden ourselves. We need to get out there and garden. We need to get out there and start growing things ourselves. Most of us, especially here in Australia and New Zealand, have access to good arable land or enough land to start growing at least a percentage of our food. And it doesn't matter what percentage that is. Look, if you're in an apartment, my recommendation is always consider moving somewhere else. Consider seeking land or consider at least finding community gardens that you can grow in. But if you don't do that, you can go down to your local hardware store and buy a pot and buy a couple of bags of good soil and stick that out in a balcony and start growing you can put stuff in windowsills and start growing even it's it's just a tiny two percent five percent it's a start start growing your own food this is important i'm putting all these stories out there and i'm putting it and you should be like looking at this sort of stuff like i am because i'm I'm no like genius or or nostradamus predictor or anything of, of world events all i'm doing is the same as you just looking at the same sort of news and going This doesn't point to a good direction for us. This points to increase food costs. This points to decrease in food availability. We all need to start growing our own victory gardens. Uh, If you don't know what a victory garden is, go go look it up on the interwebs. Uh, It was a uh, a thing, a propaganda coming out of the US from World War II where they said, hey, uh, you know, you need to do your part. And in order for us to get victory in this war, you need to grow a garden. And that's what we need to do right now. We need to understand that we are at a state of war. And you can look at that from any perspective you want against whoever you want. But there is a war going on at the moment. And in order for us to get through this war, in order for us to be safe to remain fed and to look after ourselves and our family and our communities we need to start growing food Um, i know i sound like a a broken record but i'm not going to stop saying it this is what we need to be doing with our lives right now apart from all the other stuff you know i'm not saying quit your job i'm not saying you know (laughs) move move out to the wilderness and um, become a hermit or anything i'm just saying on top of whatever you're doing also concentrate on growing your own food Well, that's it for today. I didn't want to ramble on too long uh, this morning. I've got stuff to do. I have just collected a whole heap of used vegetable oil, and I'm going to take it out to my land, and pretty soon I'm going to start running experiments on creating my own biodiesel. So I'll let you know how that goes, Um, just as something interesting to do. These are sort of little projects, little hobbies that uh, you might want to start concentrating on. A little bit more. But until next time, I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're safe. Uh, if you're anywhere around where I live in the world, I hope you're dry because it is raining quite a bit today. Um, but yeah, if you can, get out in that garden. 
And um, oh yes, yes, thank you for reminding me of that. By the way, tonight I will be doing a whiskey and prepping. It's back. It's back. I've done one in a while with that Institute, Lauren from that Institute um, account. We'll be doing whiskey and prepping. So if you want to jump on tonight at um, what time we're going to do it, Lauren? What time we're going to do it? We're going to do it at some time tonight. But yes, uh, we'll be doing that tonight, maybe seven or eight o'clock, I imagine. That's what time we usually do it for about an hour. So if you want to join us where we get to just wax lyrical, I get to like talk a little bit more unfiltered and a little bit less newsy and a little bit more, I'm drinking whiskey and let me tell you how the world is. Um, if you want to join us, please do on the Instagrams. But eight o'clock tonight. 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Until then, um, I am going to wrap it up. So feel free to shoot through any questions that you might have, uh, and we'll be able to answer them. Um, I'll put on some posts today that you can type in your questions. If there's anything in particular that you've just been sitting on, you're being like, I really need this question answered, who can answer it? Maybe Lauren or Stuart can answer this. So I hope to see y'all then. But until then, Semper Paratus. <laughs>